0: Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, Loot Dog and I will be talking about job place loyalty. Today's show is brought to you by GoDaddy. Buy your own domain name, build your site, or use any of GoDaddy's business tools and save 30% at www.trygodaddy.com forward slash The Rant. everyone i want to thank you for tuning in thank you for sharing and uh, i want to introduce one of the uh, co-stars of one of the podcasts on the no phony network it is a uh, politics for dummies politics with dummies politics and dummies Pol- <gasps> loop dog what is it
1: <laughs> it is politics with dummies and that's correct <laughs> i am loop dog that's a double o p d o double g that's right that's me and i want everybody to know that Politics with Dummies can be found at the No Phony Network on the com, along with various other wonderful podcasts such as yours, Herman. Herman, <laughs> the Man with Herman, James, and Friends. Correct?
0: That's correct. You're the friend today.
1: Okay, absolutely. So, And uh, um, we can also be found at iTunes, uh, YouTube, and uh, we're on Facebook as well. And anywhere else, uh, you can find podcasts. I believe
0: you're also so, on uh, SoundCloud. Don't forget SoundCloud. You guys are big on there.
1: SoundCloud is great. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not really sure where J Ray gets all of his graphs and and uh, reviews, but uh, you know we seem to be taking off <laughs> pretty good. You guys um, are you know, doing pretty our, well. Uh, our, our our I guess our if you want to call it our fan base has really grown in the past you know, three or four months, which is pretty exciting.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys have been massive with numbers uh, over the past few years from what I've seen with uh, J-Ray. He checks out Chartable and iTunes and everything else that's out there. So you guys have been uh, pretty consistent.
1: J-Ray is the mastermind engineer behind it all. I'm just an innocent bystander, you know. I've admitted on air throughout our show that he's my go-to guy for basically – you know, all knowledge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta you know, love so, it. While we're at it, while we're talking about J. Ray, I'd like to, uh, you know, extend him a thank you for giving out my number to complete strangers.
0: That's so nice. Know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't give me his phone number. He said, hey, hit up Loop. Here's his cell phone.
1: Yeah, right, Exactly. I like when he just freely does that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I love it. At least you're never (laughs) bored. Random people are always going to be calling you.
1: Yeah, apparently so, especially if I'm appointed uh, to do something, you know, unbeknownst to me. But you know what? I'll take it as it comes, so here
0: we go. See, that's not bad. And it's better than what I used to do with my college roommate. And after we get out of uh, bars, he would go home and... We'd all go home together, and he'd pass out in our house. And so I thought that was a bullshit move to a pulp because we were all drunk. And we all want to go to sleep, but there's people to be entertained and things to do, and he'd pass out. So I would put his number on the gay men-for-men men Craigslist ads. Oh, nice, nice. He got cold for years off of, like, two posts. <laughs> That's an asshole thing to do, but it was worth it.
1: <laughs> Potential suitors, right?
0: <laughs> God, it's 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 the idea. Don't pass out, but that's what happens.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Oh you got, oh, you're one of those guys. Okay, all right. I, I was a group of friends out here in this area that like to pull pranks on their buddies. You know when they pass out.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, see
1: the videos. You know the guys getting whipped cream all over their bodies, or markers on their face, or whatever they could You know, come up. With these drunken ideas, you know, it doesn't matter. But, yeah,
0: I'm not one of those sleepy drunks. I'm not. Yeah, see, I, so I'm a sociable thing. person. I do get sleepy if I've had way too much, but I take myself out of the situation completely. No one's going to find me. No one's going to see me. And typically they can't find me because I've went to my own bedroom and I've locked the door, and I'm the only one with the key. So exactly. I'm pretty good on that one. Well, so yeah,
1: it's safe safeguard yourself. You know, I mean, you know how our, our, we all know how our bodies can be.
0: Exactly. You know and if I'm the mean? asshole, I know I'm gonna get it back at me.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, revenge is a bitch. That's it all is. there is to it.
0: <laughs> it's such a harsh one. You know? All right, so and
1: I've had my I've had my episodes with J Ray, you know, none that I really care to <laughs> elaborate on, but uh, you know.
0: Oh, we we we've seen the picture from the wedding.
1: Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah,
0: he what put asshole. he put that one in the group, yeah. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Good Lord. Can we uh, go on to the next subject, please? <laughs> so what, we're, what we've got I'm today... Looking
0: <laughs> as the intro stated, uh, Loop Dog and I are going to talk about jobs, keeping a job, looking for a new job, why you're doing that kind of job loyalty, and, and the fact that really there, there is no job loyalty with either employees or employers. I have talked about this at degree on certain different uh, podcast episodes that we've got here, Uh, but I haven't specifically focused on this. Uh, Forbes put out an article in regard to this as well as... um, What is it? I think it was uh, Indeed put one out as well. And then there's also Uh, a link for Great Jobs and Insurance. All of them about why you need to leave a job.
1: Why you leave and uh, like the environment and the... uh uh, what is it, the, uh, uh, the way you interact with uh, co-workers and bosses? Is that what these articles are about?
0: Actually, a majority of them are about getting paid better because most of the people in their jobs okay. get paid uh, decently well but you've been there for six months and someone else gets hired. That is your coworker. That's your exact equal. And they're making almost one and a half to double what you're being paid. And they have the exact same qualifications or even less qualifications.
1: And, and they're at the same level or the same type of position.
0: Exact you same. You've
1: been there. But yep. you have seniority.
0: Yep. But and, you're getting you know, dicked on.
1: Definitely some questions that, you know, people should be concerned about especially after, you know, knowing full well that you've been there or have seniority over this person, you know, and you have to wonder about the benefit package as well. You know, I kind of uh, liken it to uh, being a uh, a customer of, let's say Sprint, and you've been a customer of Sprint for 10 years, and then you see these guys come along, they become new customers, and they get all these extra advantages that you never received
0: yep that's exactly you see it.
1: what i'm
0: saying yep it's the it's the new uh subscriber benefits they get their service yeah. for 20 bucks a month and you're paying 130
1: exactly exactly but yep. you know on the in the workforce i mean obviously it's completely different but uh, i mean dude just throw, throw the lid that list thing you set me uh throw it out there let's the tax. Each, each uh, one of them for it, <laughs> one at a time, and you know we'll focus on one. and We'll give each other's uh, opinions on you know whatever's being thrown out there. You know what I mean? I've Absolutely. Got a lot to say, trust me. And <laughs> I'm sure Joe, you know that I, you know I, I'll probably get pretty riled up about this shit.
0: Yeah, th- there, there was a heads up that you, you might get a little bit animated about it. But in regard to uh the list for you. Uh, There are certain items that go into everything that a lot of people look at for getting a job initially. A lot of it is going to be the environment. Um, A lot of it's also location. Uh, Pay is a massive one as well as benefits. But there are things that are underlying in each workplace that you don't anticipate when you get there. A lot of people don't anticipate nepotism, which isn't sleeping with trees. Right. It's
1: right. The pride. you know the family
0: and friends hiring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, the you I I have encountered that so much um, in my years at our former environment. It it really does become a bit um, hard to swallow, so to speak. You know yeah. what I mean. And um, it, it's disgusting, in you know, in some situations. Uh, because, you know, you just know that these people are getting hired in based solely on, uh, you know, it's not who you know, it's who you go kind of situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, the qualifications are not up to par,
0: but see, there's, but yes, there's a double edged sword of that why, because you know, I don't mind that. I don't mind if you get hired or I get hired because I know someone and that got me up on somebody else. But that means you took
1: clock back 25 years ago that's how it was yeah you know what I mean you know now today it's like a, a a way of networking but yep. you know obviously the nepotism is a little bit different than networking you know what I mean completely it, there's more of a personal um, bias going on and I think that's the key the key term there the personal bias that's what's going on. And, I, and I the entire, agree. Uh, whole thing, You know what I mean? So, but you, you should also
0: I'm have sure to work for harder for that. <laughs> yeah, but th- they get hired and you shouldn't because you get hired because you know someone that should mean you have to work twice as hard because yeah. you got hired because you knew someone, which means if you fuck up, you both get fired. Right. But now it just right. means you get hired because you know, John, and John's my boy, so now neither of you have to work hard, but everyone else has to work twice as hard because we have two slap dicks here.
1: Exactly. And that's one of the items that I know that you had uh, messaged me earlier. <laughs> the people that are a little bit lackadaisy in their approach. Yeah. I mean, that creates many, many uh, emotions, and especially me, you know I mean? Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you right now, okay? I was in the printing industry with Jay Ray for, you know, uh, over a decade, okay? And it was a pretty intense environment. And, uh, when you deal with that type of intensity for 12 hours a night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., you know, you, the hostility is, is going to increase, you know, and you're, you're going to get very passionate about things, especially oh, yeah. after being, you know, consecutive days. And, uh, when somebody starts to, Uh, become a bit um, lackadaisy in their approach Uh, you know you want to speak up because you do have to pick up the slack for the people that are not exactly putting forth the effort that you know that they can't or are able to.
0: Yeah but you You can't speak up because you get reprimanded from your supervisors that hire them because now you're speaking out against their judgment
1: exactly exactly and where do you win in that situation where does anyone win in that situation I, why is the supervisor or the superior overlooking the fact that this person is not exactly cutting the mustard, so to speak?
0: Exactly. And I I have had co-workers where the head of the company hired what he considers the golden boy, and that guy has had numerous accounts of sexual harassment against co-workers as well as... Oh
1: my as- god, I- Oh yeah! Fucking golden boy bullshit. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Oh my god. anyways Oh yeah. Yes, exactly. And those are the those are the guys that are usually the most rotten.
0: Yeah. Horrible. Th- there have been numerous people that left that <laughs> job because of him.
1: Horrible people. They really are. <laughs> and if you, I mean, if, when you're that horrible, don't you realize that you're affecting loyalty? You're affecting the the environment as a whole. You know what I mean? I I, I can't stand people who, um, make work feel like work. <laughs> instead of another place that you you're literally living there for eight to ten to twelve hours, depending on your shift. You're there for that extended period of time, and these people make it work. Why don't yeah. you make it a home of a team instead of making it like some kind of slave driving you know, machine environment. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's a bear. And then there's
1: (laughs) moving up the machine, you
0: know what I mean? And that's what it is. And there's no one to regulate or check those individuals because if they do that, that puts a bad stigma on, the higher-ups that put them in that place. They can't let that go because it shows that they've done wrong and they don't want to have that on them. And that's horseshit because what those people are, they're a cancer. They're a poison to a company where people want to actually work and participate and be a functioning member of an organization where, like you said, they spend most of their time, most of their life, In this one facility office environment more so than they do with their own family friends and children and now you have to put up with Joe fuck nuts because he has no qualifications to do anything in his life but you know dad's best friend hired him so he's sitting pretty like fucking Tommy boy trying to sell fucking brakes he's just a fucking idiot so it's a mixture of having no qualifications and then you have the nepotism kicked in there, and then another one of my big pet peeves is I hate office politics. I hate them.
1: Yes, it's it's not I'll a fun thing what, for me. What bothers me about all of that, and and it really still does. You know, and I'll tell you what I, I'm gonna be, uh, you know, forthright with you right now. Um, I'm a guy with a disability, and I'm not gonna sit here and fucking cry and moan about it. It's what I've been dealt with in my life. All right. But anyway, and I—it was very difficult for me to get a job after, uh, you know, uh, the place, our my former employer, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, my resume speaks for itself. My my credentials are there. My history is there. Everything that I've ever done for the past thirty years. Um, when you know, and I and I was out of the job market uh, the entire time we were, that we were at this printing company. So you know, the job market changed. You know, I mean, when you're out of the job market for over. 10, 12, 13 years, there's going to be a change out there. You know Slightly. what I mean? So I quickly discovered that while you're out there looking for a job, the details, the intricate details have become a bit more precise in how to succeed or in any position that you're vying for. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm looking at half of this stuff. That's like, good Lord, are you kidding me? You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, there's no way I could even physically possibly, do, you know, do this stuff. All these requirements. Anyway, you know, I go through all the testing, and you know, I was out there on the job market for about five, six, seven months, and I would get to the point where it's like, okay, you know, you passed all our tests, you passed the drug screening, um, you know, we're ready. You know, we'll let you know when you when you can, you know, come start. But more often than not, I would get that phone call, huh. and it would say to me that our our clients decided to backtrack a little bit. And we're going to see how we you know, how they're going to do without this extra person on board. That's happened to me well over a half a dozen times, and I started to realize that, you know, maybe it is my my disability that's stopping me from getting to that next step.
0: Yeah, so was, and it, they can't say that though because then they'll get sued. You
1: know, people with disabilities they also have to deal with those challenges. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's something extra that they have to deal with other than you know
0: the normal person out there oh i completely agree and it's something that you have to overcome before you even get into the situation because you look good on paper qualifications until you click that box that says do you have a disability it essentially might as well say are you a felon
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what and, and I think they, it carries a stigma right off the bat. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, once you click that box, are you disabled? You know, they're going to treat you differently. And, and the problem is, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the problem is. You automatically become a liability because of insurance. Yep. You know, yep. because your risk of injury is at a higher degree than, you know, Joe Schmo. Has, no problem, you know what I mean?
0: But they so. get to also check that diversity box on the corporate portfolio. So there's that, that goes in with it as well. So you could not only be qualified individual, but they can also consider it. And it sounds bad, but a sympathy hire because it looks good corporately to say they have this individual. That's why they have those questionnaires. That's why it's, are you black, Mexican, white, disabled veterans?
1: How do you feel about Yeah, here's our token Mexican, here's our token Negro, here's our disabled guy, you know what I mean? Never mind, there's only one of them, one of each, but we have them anyway, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I you know, think. I just don't think that there's any um, sincerity there most no, of the time. Not at all. I think it. I, I think they're just there because they feel that that uh, that political need.
0: Absolutely, they they feel that they have to have you that know. diversity in there because they're required to, not because the person fits the mold for the company or they could be a and great fit and asset. I
1: think, they, asset. I think they, they they fear that whole discriminatory uh, legal action against them.
0: One hundred percent, and it's a hefty fine. You get the ACLU, the NAACP, you get anyone else that's going to come after you because you fired someone. I had a co-worker who worked with us that was looking at potential termination and they couldn't fire her because she was a black mom. That's two strikes against anyone that, ha- that fires you. There's no way you can't say that that wasn't racist. And there's no way that you can't say that it wasn't discriminatory because of any reason, regardless of what her work was or lack thereof. If right, you right. fire that you're screwed and you're going to face a battle because no matter what you say, even if you have a documented everyone in this country comes out that that is a racist termination right. and it's and, just not going to happen.
1: In other words, in other words, if she, she holds, the Trump card.
0: <laughs> oh shit. She's not going around ground people by the pussy. <laughs> Wait, no, I think she actually she did actually, the never mind.
1: Trump that was great, alright? I'm <laughs> stroking my own <oatmeal> ego right now.
0: <laughs> I hope that's the only thing you're stroking right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. I right, you know what I want to get back to your uh, uh what you would mentioned about the uh, the office politics. Okay. I'm bad at them. That, that, uh, that particular subject matter is kind of a, uh, uh, a, a sore area for me for various reasons and because of various people. And my, <laughs> really, my only problem with the office politics are, I think the people in there, they, they feel as though that they've, you know, become so overwhelmed by What they supposedly do, but when you're outside of the office and looking into the window, they're not really doing anything at all. You know, just by appearances, you know what I mean. But yeah, when they go out into the, uh, you know, into the production area, so to speak, depending on where your environment is, all they're really doing is overlooking other people, just kind of observing, standing there, you know, watching. Oh yeah. uh, you know, God knows what they're thinking. They're not actually there getting their hands dirty, although I do and have known uh, people that, you know, in, uh, in supervisory positions that do get, you know, on their hands and knees and wipe floors. You know what I mean? They really do.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually have, didn't get uh, hired because uh, I, I said I wouldn't like do that.
1: That. <laughs> that they, you know, they, they like, you know, there are certain people that like to throw themselves within the mix of all the other people. Because they want to feel uh, or they want to exhibit a a team, uh, you know, effort. And they also want to be, uh, let the people out there know that they also will and are willing to go out there and get their hands dirty with you. I'm I'm not just your boss, but I'm also somebody that's going to get my hands dirty with you.
0: Yeah, I'm one of you. I'm one of the workers. I'm one of the people.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what really creates loyalty. I think it really creates a, a team um environment and and I, I think it's absolutely important for a person and a person of uh, uh that type of responsibility to get out there and, and uh mix and mingle with, with the workers. You know, I, I can't agree they're more, but not, they're not all that way.
0: No, they're they not all not, that way, and they don't want to ones be that, that way. Are,
1: not are usually the ones that are overlooking um, the ones that are not exactly putting forth the effort, or you know, creating the quality that the company expects of the product that they're creating. You know what I mean? It, it almost seems as so though that they're becoming uh, uh and and they they kind of overlook at the, uh, the 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 complaints. The people that, that are stepping up for the people that are not cutting the mustard um, that go to the supervisors and complain about these individuals to have them correct their behaviors with, within the work environment, N- nothing seems to be done most of the time.
0: No, because you know? they don't want to and they don't care about the product or the supervisors have better things to do like. Look at their paycheck.
1: You know I think it creates a soap opera environment because the people that are the ones to uh, shed some light on the other individuals that are not exactly doing what they should be doing, that supervisor is looking at this person, okay, and, saying, and probably thinking, okay, we've heard all the complaints, we'll look into it, but they never really look into it, and i it just becomes, you know, Part of the day-to-day that really starts to hurt people. Yep. You know, because it never gets addressed.
0: No, and the other main underlying problem with this soap opera scenario is that while there are people pointing fingers at each other about Dr. Fucknut's not doing his job, and Dr. Fucknut says, well, I'm doing my job, but they're just they just don't like me they take the spotlight off of the people that are actually busting their ass and doing stellar jobs and not getting recognized
1: exactly exactly we had an in-house tracking system okay and it could have been utilized as a tool for productivity of each individual uh, worker okay because everybody had their own sign in code, basically their own password. So everybody's, uh, I guess, tasks were traceable, okay, by the supervisor, because they were, you know, the heads of the entire system, they were able to um, track everybody's productivity. But that tool was never utilized. Not that tool, but that in-house tracking system was never utilized as a tool to sit there and grasp every individual worker's productivity throughout the evening. And that really, really bothered me because I think as a supervisor, you should know at least a part of every facet of a job that is out there required of all the workers, you know what I mean? So one department may require certain things, and I think a supervisor should know at least, you know, a part of that department and each and every other department Agreed. on how it takes to make that department function.
0: And if someone's short-staffed, you should be, as a supervisor, able to jump in and fill the position to help the team exactly. out to finish the Absolutely.
1: job. Absolutely. And that's where the nepotism and, and the office politics really fall short because the people that are getting hired into these positions, are they really qualified? to sit there and make each and every single department function properly to succeed.
0: Yeah. And are they able to help the company move forward in a positive manner that doesn't have any negative connotation? And I don't think it's able to. There's a foreshadowing of just shit that's put out there. And that's one of the three topics that uh, one of the uh, actual articles pointed out. The first idea in total was... The fact of Groundhog's Day. Are you going in doing the same exact shit every single day? And on some jobs, that's inevitable. That is your job. Your job Absolutely. is to repeat the same thing. But are you able to do it in a different fashion or something that is entertaining? I have worked predominantly, and most of my life, I worked in hospitality. So I've been everything from a busser, server, bartender, cook, Uh, I've been a bar manager. I've been a banquet manager and a co-owner of a deli. So I've done a whole bunch of different things in that world. And Uh it's the same thing every day, but it didn't feel like that because I enjoyed going to work, which brings light. The second question that they had is, are you happy? So you can do the same thing, but does that make you happy? What in your environment is making you happy? What Isn't making you happy? And that comes to the third and final point on this particular article, which is, does your leadership in the company suck? And I think all three of those are easy, small, fine points to look at to find out if what you're doing is something that is going to benefit you or if there's a way to get up and around it. And for me, I've been in many jobs where my personal belief is to put everything you have out on the field do your best because the best you can do shows to management and that is going to create a promotion and they're going to acknowledge all of your effort they're going to move you up that has done nothing but bite me in the ass for 25 years because every time i do my job better than everybody else the response I get for promotion or for getting a higher level is, but you're really good at this, and if you leave this, we're fucked. Like, right, right, right. That's a slap in the if face.
1: They're, if you're they're not willing to shift um, that situation for you, so you can advance.
0: Correct, Because if I were to leave that station, that situation, and I've already set the bar higher than anyone else has... The next person can't reach that bar, which makes the management look stupid. So instead of giving me a higher position to train someone below me to do what I did at my level, they will hire someone less qualified than me to be my supervisor and the position that I wanted to have.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that's that's a kind of a stagnant approach for a, a company or a restaurant to do to an individual who's been there and given all that effort. You know, and it really does create an animosity. I would imagine that you were quite, you know, upset about it, you know, in various times throughout your 25 years, like you said, you know? (laughs) I was, but
0: I, I, in that initial hospitality, I made cash. So I would do what I could do to walk in and walk out. But I've also, since then, and done all that, I've been in the corporate world for a long time now, long enough where yeah. it, it's actually the same exact MO. I get the same responses. So I bust right. my ass, I do better than everybody else, I ask to do more so I can get better trained, more well rounded, and I'm told But if if we pull you out of this, who who else is gonna do that? Everyone else on my team.
1: I, I- I, I, you know what? I think there's a human nature element involved in every single uh, company, you know, whatever line of work anybody is in. There's always going to be that kind of a, um, you know, in-house drama, in-house soap opera. Oh uh, well, yeah. Because I, I think that's just human nature. There's always going to be the favorites. There's always going to be the brown nosers. There's always going to be the slacker. There's, you know, I mean you can almost point out all the different characters. It doesn't matter. It's just a, it, it's a different building, but with different faces, but the same type of, uh, scenarios, the same Agreed. type of, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's a different cast, but a different movie. You know what I mean? Different cast, different movie, same, same storyline. Same
0: storyline.
1: <laughs> story exactly. Yep. Exactly.
0: And that's kind of what it comes exactly. down to. It's, It's learning your role and learning how to adapt to other people's roles. And so that's what I've taken to heart. I learned that work in hospitality. Um, the, The girl and I have been together now for 11 years, and she has seen me at work and outside of work. Outside of work and in my personal life, those of you that know me in person and have seen my social media accounts we all know that i am considered the asshole of the group but i get shit done i get it done properly right. and i get it done in the cheapest fucking way possible with the best results because i'm fucking cheap now people say frugal but i i'm gonna right. go with cheap but i <laughs> love it but
1: uh well, I, you I, know when you're frugal you 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 your graph of profitability is on the increase
0: and that's why I do it because if I spend a little bit here, I can spend more there or save more here. And that's kind of why I, I do that kind of fragility. I better have fragility, good. Frugil- I don't know. But uh, that's kind of why I go for the if we got There you go. But the reason yeah. I bring this portion up is because when she saw me in a restaurant world, I would tell customers very politely to go fuck themselves in lesser words. And she would right. sit next to them and they would crack up. They thought it was hilarious. They would give me more money
1: without without, without using the profanity, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. I, I wouldn't use a profanity. I would change the diction of it and it would be a whole lot of different niceties. And then on top of that, I would get them to buy tequila because I love tequila. So I'm at a very high end restaurant where one shot of tequila costs $12. I would get these people to buy shots of tequila they would then buy me a shot of tequila now me being me i'm doing this all day so i would take the three orders of tequila to the bartender i would tell them what i'm doing the bartender pour three blanco shots of tequila those of you don't drink tequila that just means white and clear and so i'd go back one of them is a water shot. I take the water shot. They take tequila shots. I go back to the bar. I charge them for all three. At the end of the night, I drop the tab for them with the third shot of tequila they bought for me on top of their receipt and say, this is my gift to you. Thank you. Wow. I I would wow. make hundreds of dollars for doing nothing, telling people to fuck off and giving them the own tequila shot that they purchased. And she goes, Wow. You're an asshole. <laughs> like who are, Who's that guy? I'm like, that's, that's the guy they pay me to be. This is what I do.
1: <laughs> so you're drinking the
0: placebo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was 100% drinking it's the a, water you shot. Know,
1: I, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm actually intrigued by your story there. <laughs> so you're able to turn yourself into a stuck up little bitch and be condescending towards people. Without using profanity. Yeah. Uh, there's an art to that. You know yeah. that, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've been told that for a few years. I've I have m-
1: think Jay Ray is an expert in that shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jay Ray and I need to go to a bar together, and what we'll do is we'll just do this shit to random people, and they won't know what's going on, and I'll walk out lit because they'll buy us drinks for no reason.
1: Right. Right. That's great. Wow. Yeah. I suppose there's some kind of con artistry there.
0: Oh, for for sure there is. Yeah, it's 100%. it's, It's a con game, and it's an ability because of being in the hospitality world. I've been able to watch interactions with people. I've been able to see everyone do all this kind of stuff. So I can read body language. I can read tone of voice. I can read all of this stuff that some people do consider that they're actually doing it because they don't hear them at all times saying things or having these kind of intonations in their voice. So I can placate to that. But I've parlayed all of that ability and all that time in college and hospitality into a corporate world. So now I can sit in my uh, office have and you hear studied
1: it. Study of human nature. I mean, study human nature, or what? Or it's all just comes with the territory of being in the restaurant industry for over two decades.
0: Uh, a little bit of both. I my degree is actually in kinesiology, and that is the study of the human body and its movements.
1: Okay. So I and, have, and, and body movements do indicate certain feelings, emotions, or or situations
0: correct 100% and they're either subconscious or they're outright blatant so you can kind of read people's emotions depending on how they sit how they talk to someone if they have body motion or, or lack sometimes of
1: read their sometimes read their mind you, you know what they're about to say judging by what their movements are, are like right
0: if not reading their I minds prior to it
1: or- yeah you know you, you can tell if they're lying. Like that. Yeah. That's pretty and, awesome. I, and, I actually like that. I, I find that very intriguing. I, I, I really
0: love do. it. It was a fun it was a fun thing to do in college and now I've parlayed it into the corporate world so I, I can see when someone's trying to but, shit
1: on me. And so I can see how that can not work for you. Definitely. Absolutely.
0: It can until no one's there to help you. So sure,
1: it, you know what? I'm not so sure I would like you. i wouldn't be able to tell if it was sincere or
0: not (laughs) (laughs) and see i'm always when i'm talking with my friends or i'm talking with people i enjoy being around i'm always sincere and that's why i'm considered an asshole and it's because if you suck i'm just gonna say hey that's fucked up that that is not okay with the how you just said there you can just step, step back and redo what you just did because that's that's not going to work well and so i don't have a problem saying that but you have to kind of check your environment check the company and if i act the way i am outside of the office inside of the office i'm not coming back the next day but i've also had the ability to work in the job i have now the career i have now i have Uh been able to move up and around people as they are getting demoted I have been able to put myself in situations where supervisors told me no, and I talked to their manager, and their manager says yes. I have superseded.
1: Now, is, that, is, that, is that out of your coercion, or is that out of your superiors um, approaching you, saying to you, okay, we're, we're having a shift right now, so we think you're going to be better suited here? Or do you have to approach your supervisor and say, hey, I, I noticed that there's a shift going on. Maybe I could inch my way forward here.
0: It is 100% because I approach them because they would hire someone outside yeah. the office before they would promote within the office.
1: That, and you know what? I think in the, in the uh, manufacturing world, it's the opposite. They would rather promote within-house as opposed to you know searching the field abroad.
0: But there's a reason to that, and that's because of cost. It costs money yeah. to search for someone. It costs money to hire certain people. Yeah. It costs money to train someone with everything. So if they can promote someone within the company to just move up a rank and train them a little bit, and then train a new person a little bit to get back to they were, that in the long run benefits the company because it saves on the bottom dollar. But if the company doesn't even want to try to look within the company. And that someone says something, then that shows what kind of a company you work for. And the company I've worked for, for a while, they don't tell you, Hey, you know, Susie's leaving. If someone feels that they could fill Susie's shoes, let me know. And I love to talk to you. You find out The day or the week that she's leaving, that she's leaving, and they've already been doing a month worth of interviews.
1: Right. Right.
0: (laughs) That's kind of shady,
1: isn't
0: it? It's such a shit fuck is what that is. And it it is a ridiculous way of doing things.
1: I think it creates a false hope. It really does.
0: It's not even a false hope. What it does is it creates a negative work environment that shows your employees, whomever's position that was, you felt that nobody within your own facility okay. had the ability uh, okay. to fill those shoes. Right.
1: Uh, right. And I think, well, exactly. And I think that's, uh, that's kind of backstabbing to the individuals. Yeah. That work it, within that, uh, facility, you know, and, uh, it's a shame, and I think it really brings up morale. It
0: does, and it brings up hostility, and then they don't like the new hire because the new hire took a position that Absolutely. they felt they're qualified Absolutely.
1: for. Yeah, there's many other things,
0: yeah. It's a bad and, and lack everywhere. Of
1: trust. Lack
0: of trust as well. Oh, 100%. It's like, I've been here for 14 years, and you didn't think that I could do her job? I've been doing her job all the time she's been here, and now I can't have it? Well,. You've been doing her job, so if they give you her job, who does your job? And that's the mentality they have, and it's a fucked up mentality. I
1: think, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I've seen, you know, uh, uh, positions of authority um, give away a lot of their responsibilities to people who are not in a position of authority.
0: The underlings, yeah.
1: But because that they've taken this, you know, this individual under their wing, so to speak. It's like, you know what, all right, Joe Schmo, right, I'm the supervisor. I This is one of my requirements of being a supervisor, but I'm going to appoint you to ensure that this is going to be happening every time we're here. Yep.
0: You do all and of my responsibilities, you know, I get paid better. of
1: that responsibility. Yep. Exactly. So, while all that is happening, and let's say that individual, well, that supervisor has taking on two or three individuals that are making sure that his supervisory requirements are met through these three or four individuals. Now the supervisor can sit there and look all important in front of the computer screen.
0: And that's what matters and to that that's person. The kind
1: though. Of shit that bothers me. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, the, Three or four individuals that have taken on this responsibility, along with their other responsibilities that they are required to do, they feel like they're being coddled by this supervisor.
0: 100%. But
1: yeah, you've got a 100 other people oh, watching yeah. these three or four people thinking that they're brown-nosers, they're ups or, or whatever they want to think. And yeah. I think that really creates an equality in the I'm, Not inequality, and inequality in the work environment. 100%. And people feel that that they... That whole teacher's best bullshit just
0: doesn't fly. It doesn't. It doesn't. And then what you look at is these people that take on all these responsibilities for the supervisor, this is where the idea of the false hope comes in. Because they feel that they've been chosen by the supervisor because of their unique... Talents and abilities. And because of this, they are going to advance supremely in the company. But they don't because the supervisor has had them under his wing for so long that if they leave, there's no guarantee the next person can do as well as you're doing, which makes that person look bad. And they don't want to look bad. So they're going to promote someone over and above you who has less ability less seniority and less what I consider right to have that position. And because you've done so well for yourself, this is now your ceiling. You will never pass this level because the supervisor that you are helping out, if you leave will look like shit. And he will not have that for corporate, for public, for whatever it might be. He won't look like shit, even though he's not doing half his job. You're doing it, but he's not going to let you leave him because he won't allow himself to look poor. So, if you're going to end up having this kind of an environment, you have to look around and look and see what exactly is out there in the world of your position. This comes into being happy. Are you happy with the job that you perform? If that's the case... That's wonderful. If you're looking at other jobs and careers in your area that are for the same job you have, look at the pay scale. The pay scale can be drastically different and that can make a lot of change because that has a lot to do with the new hires as well. The new hires are going to come in less qualified or less experienced, but they're making 15, 20, 30% more than you're making. And as an employee, you can only make up to 5% more a year, and that's not going to be anything equivalent to what a new hire makes, because they're already making 20% more than you when they start.
1: I wanted to ask you, what's your take on the fresh-faced college graduate coming into, and let's say, any place that you're working at at the time, and this fresh-faced college graduate with zero experience in the type of environment that you're working in gets hired and he's like the head of his all operations
0: i want to see him fail (laughs) right off the bat
1: (laughs) and i think most people would want to see him fail
0: Or i should say him or her uh (laughs)
1: <laughs> we live in a politically correct time. We you do not.
0: Know. You you've met Trump. Uh, we do not. It's not a politically I, correct I, time.
1: I am, poli- I am not. I am by far politically correct. I, I I'm actually gonna go as far as tell you that me, you and my ex-wife has told me that I'm unrefined. Okay. I really am
0: was this well, the first care. or third ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been married once. Smart man. I've been told I should marry the girl I've been with for 11 years. I figure, I'm going good so far. Why do I need to ruin things now? Yeah, I mean, it's only a piece of paper.
1: The exactly.
0: But as for politically correct, I, I I don't believe in any way, shape, or form, any of us are politically correct. Uh, people placate toward that for media purposes. And backpedaling some more... In terms of someone coming out of college with a uh, new degree with no experience, fuck that! Like, no, get in the trenches. Give that guy
1: six weeks at least. Yeah, but uh, you know, most of the time, those those individuals have never, ever, even been or seen the trenches. Correct. You know, they come in with their, you know, their doctors, their you know, it's Who the lower. fuck wears Dockers? You know, the white yeah, yeah, you
0: know, <laughs> I mean, you know the type. You know the type. All right, but see, I have and, to give it to certain individuals because I have a soft spot in my heart for the individuals that do work their asses off that just came out of college. One of my really good friends came out of college not having a legitimate job in his life. And right. he had a good sales Is job.
1: Is he wealthy? Does he uh, come from a wealthy family? Yes. <laughs> Not that. But... So, all right, go on. But
0: he did have to get his own career, his own job. And I actually helped him find a headhunter that got him a good job because the jobs he had were shit and they weren't paying him yeah. well and they weren't doing well to the standards that he wanted to have. And me still being in college, I was able to help him find someone that got him in a place to be a better person. No, he did not get an upper echelon position. He got the, this territory is fucked up. So-and-so has jacked this up so bad that we can't fix it. We're going to give you a little bit of extra base salary plus commission to fix this. He not only yeah. fixed it, he excelled so well in it after two years that he was the head salesman for the company making a quarter of a million dollars. And then did it, he... Did
1: it, him, but it, did, it, did it ground him in, you know throughout that process?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. This guy actually is grounded. I, I don't believe everyone is, but this guy is. So much so that he let me drive his six-figure Porsche because i want to drive it and he couldn't figure out how to that's drive it right
1: what that's what i'm asking i mean the the, the shift in the mentality they, does he understand what it means being without or you know
0: he's the rare guy sense. that does he's the rarity people that is the people un, people that understand that yeah there's nothing going to be given to you his parents didn't give anything to him except for a college education and they said right. Here you go. You figure this out. The two fields his parents thrive in have literally nothing to do with what he does. They are the polar opposite of what this guy does. And yeah. so he was able to succeed outside of that. Another good friend of mine has two different career choices he had. He has succeeded at both and he came from a rather well off family, but He went to a state school. He didn't go to a private school and he was able to excel. Now he is owning his own business, two of them by himself. And he's doing very well and living in the California North Bay area. So San Francisco Bay area. And so there are people that can do so well, but what this shows me is you can do well when there's no one around you to hold you back. When you have the ability to shine and grow and thrive, that shitty supervisor, that fuck stick of a coworker of yours who can't do his job right, they aren't limiting these people that I know personally because they've seen them, they've told them all to go fuck themselves, and they have done better despite them. Both of these people are making over six figures individually and doing well by themselves
1: okay now a quick question do you feel as though that they had the courage to do so because they knew that they had something to fall back on if they failed you know many you know that they knew all along that they they've always had that cushion i i'd uh, say yeah you know you understand what i mean right
0: yeah, you have the ability to fail. You have a safety net that's going to catch you, yeah, and you're yeah. not going to fall to the abyss like the majority of the world too, would.
1: For most people, you know that, right?
0: One hundred percent. I am my safety net. <laughs> so, and and I get that. And uh, my friend, who's I,
1: I think, I think they you know what's most important in that type of situation with you know kids that uh, have a, you know an insurmountable wealth. Where you know whatever they try to do with their lives, um, they you know whether they they fail or succeed, I I think uh, that's that's just a huge difference because they know there's always that safety net, you know what I mean. So I think the importance of an individual in that situation is the lessons that are learned.
0: I can't agree more with that because everyone's...
1: I think they need to understand how, you know, the mind and the heart and the spirit and the soul and, you know, those things really need to come into play in a person like that. I agree. They need to understand that there's something more than just having that cushy, um, you know, uh, bank account or mansion or you know, six figure car or whatever it is, whatever anybody wants to consider wealth, monetary materialistic wealth, you know, there needs to be an inner inter, you know, inside personal growth. It's an
0: earning, a, a yearning, excuse me, that you have to have within yourself. And I think, unfortunately for people who didn't grow up wealthy like myself, uh, uh, me and you both. <laughs> there you, go. you and I both. Uh, we have a fear of Still failing. Not so I'm not there yet, but trust me, I'm working my way out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got ai drive a 20-year-old Subaru lesbian wagon, and when I'm not driving that, I've got a 40-year-old sports car in my garage that I have built from ground up. So I've I, got 40, I've, I have a 40—I have a 40-year-old uh, Cutlass
1: in my garage. Ooh, I love cutties. Those are great. Yeah. 79 Herschels, brother.
0: Ooh. See,
1: there yeah, you go. I, I can hear that. He's on the market right now, too. On the
0: market? Yeah, I'm uh, selling
1: her for twelve five. dollars Nice. That's kind of what I do. Uh, I, I buy, sell, you know, trade old muscle cars. One I've at done, a time. I've done that as well. I'm, I'm 34,
0: and I've sold... Uh, thirty-four years old, and I've you're had.
1: Thirty-four.
0: Yeah, thirty-four.
1: You're thirty-four years old, damn boy. You can be my son.
0: <laughs> I hope. I hope not.
1: <laughs> where are you? Where, where are you located?
0: Sacramento, California.
1: Okay. Sacramento. That's where Tesla came from.
0: Uh that's where we have a factory out here. Yeah. I love Tesla. I do too, but I'm see,
1: an old, I'm, I'm an '80s. Uh, big hair van the uh, freak i really am
0: <laughs> gotta love it see and since i was a kid my father taught me to build cars my father's a mechanic so i've yeah. had uh 20 some odd cars in my life buy build flip oh. buy build flip buy build yeah, flip. yeah
1: exactly right 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 good for you man oh yeah that's how we were uh i uh, growing up here, you know, in uh, in uh, the Midwest, in Illinois. I live in uh, northern Illinois, just south of Wisconsin.
0: And see, Wisconsin's you know, beautiful because they got the Packers. Really much
1: like that over here. They, see, you know, it, the big. The we got, cause of the late '60s, early '70s were really prominent in my upbringing.
0: Uh, they weren't prominent in mine, but they are nostalgic in mine, and they're in my heart. Cause I need myself a 1969 lime green Hemi Cuda, so that that's what. I love I,
1: that. Yeah. yeah, the black accents. I the love black,
0: that. yeah, the black accents, the dash marks that kind of fade back to the full Absolutely. one in the back.
1: Yep. And if I, I can't, man, I love that lime green. I love that it is too. A beautiful color.
0: It's, it's phenomenal. If I can't have that one, I will take a Roadrunner instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My buddy has a Roadrunner right now. I think he has it disassembled. 1970. Oh, golly. It's complete. And I don't even know why he took it apart. He had no business doing that. I had a four on the floor, too. Instead it, of the Acme
0: Horn, too, the original, like, me. Yeah, Yes, absolutely. See, yep. what what do you do taking that apart? There's no reason for that.
1: He uh... He took it apart, and I don't know why. But, you know, he himself is wealthy. So, go is figure.
0: It, he's got to be because that even broke down. If it's a piece oh, of exactly. shit rusted car, that's a $40,000 piece of junk is what that yeah, is.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, he's got it in his garage and it's taken apart. I, I, doubt it, I doubt that he has it fully unassembled. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. You don't even want to lose a washer no. in that car.
0: No. You know,
1: because... The purists, uh, they're very particular about uh, they, what they're after, especially when you're asking for a certain amount of money with these cars.
0: That's a six-figure car when it's original. Easily.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. Yep.
0: From a, from From a 34-year-old's perspective, of course.
1: <laughs> Well, you you seem to know a little bit about the market, but yes, you're you're absolutely right. I, I, and I, I know a bit. That you're still back in you.
0: Do you wanna start getting paid for listening to podcasts, especially the rant? I know you do. It's free money and why not do it? Download the podcoin app. It's free for Androids or iPhones. Use the code the rant to get 300 points right off the bat for downloading the app. You can turn the points into free gift cards for Starbucks, Target, and a whole bunch of other things. Things are added every day for doing what you're already doing, listening to podcasts. Download the PodCoin app or check out thehermanjames.com for links. And don't forget to use the promo code THERANT for your free 300 points. I, I we need more youngsters
1: like you, you know what I mean? So
0: Shit, so, me youngsters. God. I'm the guy waving my fist on the porch of the kids on my lawn.
1: In August, oh god. Be 55 in
0: August. Golly. You're like you are Clip Eastwood now. Pardon me? Get off my lawn, you fuckers. That that's you.
1: Uh, dude, I can't <laughs> stand that shit. I got a neighbor, the his <laughs> fucking lawn diligently every Wednesday. It's like, are
0: you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I mow my lawn maybe twice a month. Not going to happen.
1: You know, I'm lucky to do it twice a week.
0: That is way excessive.
1: (laughs) It is, isn't it? Way too excessive. And I Uh. have hills on my property that I can't even fucking possibly deal with. But I go out there and I try to manage it. But I get people over here to help me out. You know, because like I said, I'm disabled. But I fucking do it, man. I go out there and do it. I do all the flat parts. I don't
0: care. But see, there you go. You got that ability and you got that willingness and you've got that yearning in your system. And and that's really what I was talking about when it came to these guys that started doing their own thing. And yeah, one of my friends, he works for a company because he's smart about his shit. Why pay to start your own company when you can make tons of money off of someone else doing all that work for you and you collect off of them? My other friend I, says, fuck working for someone. I do this shit myself. I collect all the money. But they have that inner burning and a yearning that makes them want to be yeah. that person. And not everyone has that. Yeah. People are like, oh, true. I'll do nothing. And I'm okay with that.
1: I, I, you know what? I don't think I possess that inner burning and yearning. I think I did when I was younger. And, uh, you <laughs> know, I ended up becoming a professional forklift operator. Ah, uh, that was herpes. Uh, you know, that's what I was after. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can move anything. I can move buildings if I had a truck big enough to move it. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I mean, after being or doing that for, you know, 35 years, um, you know, I mean, I've seen it and done it all, you know. And uh, like I guess at 55 years of age or adding on to, um, I don't know.
0: But there's a difference. I, I you, wanna, you chose a niche.
1: My, I just want to go to my next concert and <laughs> build my next fucking hot rod. You know what I mean?
0: But you, you were go. smart about it. You picked a niche. You picked a field that you could work in and you could do and you could excel I just, in.
1: I, for some odd reason, I know when I was like 18, 19 years old, um, it's like, okay, I... Uh, I can't run, I can't stoop, I can't reach, I can't do this, that, or the other. Uh, it, it's like, all right, then uh, maybe I belong in a truck. And, but, and that's what I pursued, and and I obtained it. But, you know, thank God that I've met, you know, a network. You know, and here's another thing about, you know, the job force. There are networks of people out there that will assist you. Outside of absolutely. Nepotism, outside of favoritism, outside of, you know... Sexual favors, you know. Wait, and you and
0: don't have to done. give
1: those. Uh, you're not required they're to suck dick for and jobs. All and people actually looking at you as a possible individual that can succeed at something. And I'm talking sincerity. I think sincerity has really lost its place in the work environment. I really hate. I really think that.
0: Well, but I, I feel that's on both sides because. I can tell you that I am gonna give everything to this company and I will succeed and I want this company to succeed and be told that they expect the same for me and in you know, what is it? Uh in justification for your ability for working so hard, they will promote you, pay you well, treat you well, and then you bust your ass and then they don't.
1: So And you spend all those hours there. You know, and and I and you know what, I'll tell you what. I you sound like a person that devotes all your time and all your effort and even ex spend extra time there if need be with no question. Yeah, pretty much you're just there to do it, get the job done, walk out and go carry on with your personal life. That's yep. exactly what I did for uh, you know, thirteen years. Yep. And I'll tell you what. You know, girl, I mean, I used to do 40 days straight, 12 hours a night. Phew. 40, I think my biggest stretch was 42 days. Golly. Straight. And I talked at 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. I mean, that's a brutal shift. That That's, that's a great f- y-
0: 480 hours of you yeah. working straight just 12-hour days.
1: Exactly. Yep, I did that and they allowed me to do it and you and you get used to the money you do you get used to it you're not supposed to but if if it's presented to you you take it yep you know and and the entire time i was raising my daughter dealing with my personal life missing out on many many concerts i'm a huge concert goer (laughs) um you know and i just missed out on so much and you know, as I'm talking to you today, I I I kind of regret it, you know, spending all that time at a place that ended up being something that I truly hated toward the end. Yeah, you know, and I understand that. You, That's something that is Once you walk in once you walk in, you know, you're fine out there in the parking lot and you're psyching yourself up for the day or for the night and then the moment you walk in through that door you're just instantly Angered. Oh yeah. You know.
0: It's it's, resentment as soon as you walk in the door. It
1: takes its toll. It does take its toll.
0: It absolutely does. And it's it's a lot of the I bust my ass for you. What have you done for me? I've made you money. What have you made for me? And I know (laughs) that people are listening to this and think that's a petty, shitty way of looking at things. But the reality of the world is unless you have been in that situation to have that kind of environment, you don't care. And in our country, I don't think people understand the severity of how much this is prevalent all over the country because everyone only understands that little Chinese kids make your Nike shoes for two cents an hour. And like, that is god awful. Right. Yeah, you think that's god awful. But you do realize that the people that are working for this country that do the most for this, that put the most hours in, they are working 40 to 80 hours a week and are still on food stamps. And they still can't make ends meet. Absolutely. That's true. And it's, it's something that people don't understand. They don't see. And then when you talk about. I want a better job, you hear, well, it's because you're not qualified or you need to be better about yourself or you need to just quit your job. People can't just quit their job to look for a new job. People don't have that safety net that others do. You can't just say, fuck you, I'm out, and then go look for a new job. Somewhere else. Why? Because I have to pay my rent, my mortgage, my kids are going to school. I have to put food on the table. You can't just say, fuck this all, I'm out. And walk out like Jerry Maguire Life isn't a fucking movie Like <laughs> you don't have that ability And so I think uh, there is that right? naiveness
1: I can call you Herman right Is that your name is that your real name Herman Yeah, yeah that is Okay now I, mean, I I can't allow Myself to paint uh, An entire Portrait of my Former employer in In a horrible
0: a Negative light
1: wave environment. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, when I first started there, I, I can't even, dude. I'll tell you what. I was, I was going to cash my last paycheck, my last unemployment check. And you want to talk about nepotism? My cousin <laughs> was the head of the in-house temp service at this printing company. <laughs> Company, when this printing company was so big, they had their own uh, in-house test service. They only hired for this company, and in in the back of shipping, they had their own post office.
0: God damn!
1: (laughs) Really? Uh, I'm not even kidding. But see, but but
0: that's what I'm saying.
1: I don't. She called me up on the day that I was going to go cash my last unemployment check imagine that type of situation where you just have nothing to go nothing going for you Yeah. you know and you've got a 3 year old that you need to feed and house and I was living with my mom in a 2 bedroom apartment in an apartment building
0: were there no rap battles you for you I, to I, participate in
1: I had just had a divorce 2-3 years earlier
0: golly
1: you know what I mean I mean it sucked but the yes. day that I got that phone call from my cousin asking me if I found a job yet, and I said no and she's like well we're looking for you know a driver back in shipping how am I calling your man what? how many hours do you need me to work you know what I mean Yeah. and, and that's when I started my stint there I, you know and it all started from there. And then but, it ended up being that I got hired about six months after that. Yeah, And after that, I devoted my time. You want to talk about loyalty? I was the most loyal person there.
0: And loyal. that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like She got to the job there. And how much loyalty, how much devotion, how much effort did you put to that job? You put everything into it. You didn't say yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I can I, escape by.
1: Within the first five, six, seven years, I was just loving it. Smiling, meeting everybody, knowing everybody. I was excited about it. I mean, I, I think the most exciting time that I was there was when we acquired Time Warner Publications.
0: Ooh, nice. And they
1: ended up becoming, they ended up becoming like 60, 65% of our business.
0: Yeah, they're huge. Which
1: I think which I think, you know, is kind of they're they're you know, that's a double edged sword. Because we ended up printing and shipping people magazines, sports illustrated, uh, Time magazine, you know, and those are the top three.
0: Was there some uh swimsuit editions in
1: there? Oh, of course. If you, um, you want to talk about the... Um, like, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I'll tell you what, I know there were a couple of times that when we were running the swimsuit edition, the police had to be there.
0: Yeah, because they were required. If you
1: were, caught, if you were caught walking out of that facility with a Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover... Out of that facility, you were instantly fired.
0: Golly.
1: Because it hadn't, it hadn't hit the market yet. You know what I mean?
0: The guy's like, I'm just it trying was- to get my jimmies off. Like, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I understand wholeheartedly what it means. Like, uh, when they say, stop the presence. <laughs> the legitimate so we were reason for it. Industry, and there's something monumental happening in our world. And there's, they literally stopped the presses. we got to change the cover. We Shit. were we were on that edge. We were on that cutting edge. Nice. And it was a glorious thing. It really is. It's very cool to know that you're a part of that. Well, absolutely.
0: You know? y- you're, you're literally making history
1: uh, yeah and you're a part of it because you know that you know you're watching all of this happen and unfold in front of the entire world and you are just a small part of you know spreading the news
0: you're the reason why people get to see what's going to happen tomorrow today
1: exactly exactly, exactly. all right
0: well Luke, where can we find your podcast? Where can we do this with you again? Where can we uh, have another conversation with you and J Ray? What's the best place to find you guys at?
1: Well, J Ray wants J Ray and Dog always are at politics of dummies. Uh, we you know, we're obviously at the uh, the creation of J Ray's No Pony Podcast Network that can be found at the No Phony Podcast
0: there's no podcast in that. It's just NoFunnyNetwork.com. <laughs> <It's just>
1: network. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple beers, all right? Excuse me. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You corrected me. That's fine. We can also be found on SoundCloud. We can also be found on Apple iTunes, correct?
0: Correct. Uh, Apples YouTube, and iTunes.
1: Facebook. You know, so we're all out there. And
0: Check them out on Twitter as well.
1: We If you ever want to find me, just ask Jay Ray. You know, he freely gives out all my personal information. So kudos once again to Jay Ray.
0: There you go. Everyone wants the, the Loop Dog phone number. Hit up J-Ray. It's going to be out there on the interwebs. It's going to be on a bathroom stall. Who knows? Might be on your beer can. We just don't know. It's probably somewhere. If you know J-Ray, you probably have Loop Dog's phone number.
1: Actually, I think you, you and I and J-Ray are going to create our own brewery, and I think we're going to put <laughs> labels on there with all our personal information, and we're going to distribute that throughout the world.
0: <laughs> it's going to be that guy who was like, oh we can protect your social security number. <laughs> then he got hacked seven times.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, loop dog.
1: Time, my friend. That is great. I
0: that appreciate great it. Time. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks so much for letting me uh bother you on your free time. And uh everyone make <laughs> sure you check out loop dog, check out Jared, check out politics for dummies. Don't forget to check out the No Funny oh, totally. Podcast Network. We're dummies.
1: We're dummies.
0: With dummies! Did I say four dummies? Ah, same thing. (laughs) Jobs aren't getting easier, the hours aren't getting any shorter, and the requests for management aren't getting any lighter. Jobs are getting harder to find, You need more qualifications for entry level jobs and the hours are getting longer with the advent of technology and the advancement in technology, we're now working longer and harder than we ever have before and getting compensated even less than we would have prior to the advent of the technology. But that has nothing to do with how you feel and how your environment is within your office or how your office and management treats you. If you cannot feel welcome in your own environment, why are you there? Because you're getting fucking paid to be there. Bills aren't just gonna go away, the collectors aren't just gonna stop calling, and like a majority of the world, we all have debt. Whether it is our house note, student loans, credit card, whatever it might be, we all have things we have to pay for. There are things that aren't going to go away taxes and the fact you have to pay for everything if you want anything if you want to get rich great how are you going to get there you have to work you have to spend money to make money it's a stupid adage but it's true a majority of people are leaving their jobs because they are employed there and there's no loyalty to them there is nothing given to them there's no compensation there is no positive influence for them in that job site. No one's telling them how great they're doing. All they're seeing is that they are doing good, they're doing well, and here's some more work. Here's some more responsibility. Here's more for you to do. By the way, I'm gonna go on vacation now. Oh, you want time off? No, no, you can't have time off. I'm gonna take time off. Here's some more work for you to do. You've done well so far. Let's see how much more you can do. Let's see how further we can push this until we break you. And then they hire someone new to the company with less qualifications than you were hired with, but they get more money. Why, because you can't attract good help and good employees for the same pay that you're paying the people that are already there. So you make the people that are already working in that company feel like shit. So now they have to run that hamster wheel every single day to do the same monotonous fucking work knowing they're getting paid less than the person they're fucking training to do their own job. Why? Because it's about the bottom dollar for the company. You can only give someone up to a 5% raise a year. And that's after they get a review, which most people berate the individual for and don't give them the full amount. Why? Because you can't give them everything. gotta make them want to work harder, right? That's the mentality, isn't it? Fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck them. The mentality is a happy fucking coworker and a happy staff gives you a happy product and a great product. The more turnover you have, the more money you spend on training, the less likely you are to be profitable in the long run. Yeah, you are gonna have bare minimum that you're paying your staff, but they're not gonna be happy. They're gonna be angry, and all you have is a hostile work environment where everyone hates each other, no one wants to work with anyone, and everyone is counting down the fucking minutes to get out of the office. The problem with that, again, the product, the work effort, all of it goes to the shitter. But now because of technology, even though your job isn't requiring you to work from home, you have to work from home. Because if you don't, then you're gonna get shit on by your supervisor, or your management, or the CEO, or corporate, whomever you wanna say it is. But because the fact that you have the ability in your own house, you're gonna have to work twice as hard, three times as hard, four times hard in some companies because that's what they expect. It's not in writing. and It's not technically required, but you know, if you don't do it, you can advance and even not advance, maintain where you're at and keep your own goddamn job. You have to do all of this, not get paid overtime, have your PTO taken away just so you can go to work the next day and work the same workload if not more the coming up day this is why people are leaving their jobs finding new jobs every two and three years that's why forbes tells people to leave their job because the employer doesn't care they don't give a shit about you or what you're doing as long as the job is getting done and they can see it finished at the end of the day they don't care about how you got there they don't care about your mental stress or anything in that regard they are now showing reports from psychiatric PhDs that work stress is one of the worst things to happen. It is now becoming a workers' compensation eligible claim. Yeah, work stress. The thing you do while you're at work is stressing you out, now they've gotta pay you workers' comp for it. And you know what? Fuck them, you should, because the workloads are excessive the expectations are unrealistic and there's zero compensation or positive reinforcement for what you're doing so if you're not happy at the job you're at now quit just sitting there and bitching get on your phone get on the internet do what you've got to do call your friends and start looking elsewhere. It's not gonna be easy and it's not gonna be fun, but you know what? When you start seeing that you can get paid to do the exact same thing you're doing now at a different location, maybe it's closer to your home, maybe it's online, maybe you're gonna travel, Whatever the additional perks may be, you're going to see that if you're happy at what you're doing and the pay is equal to what you need, you're going to be happier overall. Your significant others are going to be happy, your family is going to be happy, and your life is going to be better. There's no reason to sit in a shitty job, in a shitty environment, just because you feel you have to. The job is not what defines you, and the employer doesn't give two shits about you as long as you're in your seat. Do they call you when you're homesick no they don't give a shit do you find what makes you happy and get paid for being happy and if you're not gonna do it then shut the fuck up and do your job because you are wasting the air and you're taking other people's fucking wind out of their cells they're trying to have a good day and a good job it goes both ways either shut up and fucking work or put up and get out because Those are your only options. You don't have the right to bitch if you're not gonna look for something different or try to make your job better. well that's all the time we've got for this episode i want to thank everyone for tuning in thank you for sharing thank you for commenting on itunes keep interacting with me on our social media that's twitter instagram facebook myspace i'm all over the place i wasn't meant to rhyme but i did uh, i also want to thank uh, loop dog for coming on the show don't forget to check out politics with dummies on itunes stitcher soundcloud spotify they're everywhere Don't forget to also check them out on Twitter or check out everyone on the No Phony Podcast Network. That's nophonynetwork.com. You're going to find everything you ever thought you never knew you want to listen to on that website. Again, that's the No Phony Podcast Network, nophonynetwork.com. Don't forget to check out PodCoin. PodCoin is paying you to listen to my rants on their platform. It's awesome. I have actually uh, just about got myself a gift card out of them just for listening to everyone else's podcast. I love having on there. They've also got us as the bonus podcast for the next week. So you earn double by listening to me and Loop Dog while I have the great beer by Fort Rock Brewing Company here in Rancho Cordova. Check out all the links in the description and I can't wait to be in yours next time.